Welcome to another episode of the Thirsty Mom Podcast, powered by Thirst. I'm Lori Thompson, and in studio in Mill Creek, we have Laura. Hello. Laura, how do you pronounce your last name? Solarzano. Okay, because I looked at it, it's I'm like, I'm not even going to try to attempt it. I'm yeah. just going like to ask solar you. solar panel, and then add Zano. Solarzano. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, yeah. first question, and the most important question. Oh, dear. What are you drinking? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am drinking the best thing, and I love it. It's the... Diet Mountain Dew, what was it called? Bluebell. Bluebell. Yep. It's Blue insane. Bell. So it's is this better. your first time to thirst? This is my first time. <gasps> I'm a newbie to Utah, oh my too. Gosh. So. Well, welcome. So when we're done with the podcast, we're going to go get some treats like some beignets or pretzel. But I don't yeah, know. Whatever you're gonna wanting, flip. we're going we're gonna to send you home yeah. with a box of something. This is the something. best Mountain Dew drink I've had so far in Utah. Awesome. I will say that 100%. Well, thank you. So good. That's yeah. awesome. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's great. I love it. So yeah. well, welcome. I'm lo- I love that you. this is your first. I'm the third. I know. I'm excited. Oh my gosh. So where about, are you in Spanish Fork? Spanish Fork. Okay. Yeah. So we need to, okay, Ethan, we need yeah. to have a Spanish Fork. Laura there. needs her blue bell. Yeah. Okay. I'll help facilitate it. <laughs> he's going to get, he's on it. All right. He's searching properties as yeah. we speak. Got it. Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah, I I, so I met you at an event recently and I'm just like, I want to be your new best friend. You are so <laughs> fun. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your, how many kids and about your husband. Okay. I am a mother of seven kids and my husband actually grew up in Provo and then his family is from El Salvador and Costa Rica. So, but he was born in the United States. He was the first one. And then we moved to Utah about a year, a little a year and a half ago. From where? From Arizona, oh, where we grew, that's right. where I grew up and where we had our kids for 15 years. So <sighs> it was a big, big move. So why? Why did you come to Utah? Um, basically, we felt like it's where we were supposed to be. Oh, my goodness. It was this very strong prompting, and we came, and it was scary, and it's not been an easy transition, but it's been a good it's been a good thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I was gonna say with the kids, with teenagers, yeah, and changing high schoolers. High schooler. Yes. yes. That's what I was yeah, like. Oh that goodness. That was a struggle. <laughs> okay. And that's is that the main struggle still? No, it's getting much better. Okay, it's good. much better. Yeah. Just but the initial part of moving in high school is so hard. Oh my so, gosh. You know, all new friends and all the new things that come with basketball and dance and all the new yes things involved that can be a struggle but it's been there's been so many tender mercies so yeah. it's a good thing that's yeah. awesome so seven kids tell me the ages uh, my oldest is 17 and my youngest is five. Oh my gosh so you got yeah. so boys girls yeah t- actually go through each of them okay Let me- so aiden is 17 Liv is 15 clara is 12 then i have twins boy girl annie and mckay that are 10 oh my gosh and then grace who is eight i gotta make sure i get the right <laughs> and then Campbell is our youngest. He's about to turn six. Oh my gosh, the baby! I know yeah. I'm a seven-year-old. Oh, oh. He's the best. <laughs> and I'm like, I do like most of my children, but Robbie is like <laughs> the best. He keeps saying, "You're I'm my like, favorite, huh? And I'm like, "I don't have favorites." <laughs> oh, but in my family, everyone's like, "He's your favorite." I go, "Yes, he is." I'm like, I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> I'm like, I love all of you for many different reasons, but you, yes, but Robbie, you are my. Yeah, he's my little sidekick. I mean, he still asks me. He's like, "Mom, can you marry me?" Yes, I will. I will marry. Yes, we are. He we actually, are together that's forever. That's funny because Campbell always asks me, will you marry me? And gives me like the peach ring. Gummies. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then he tries to kiss me for a really long time. Oh my time gosh. It's so funny. <laughs> yes. When I'm, yes, he does that. Robbie does that too. Or like if I'm with Scott and like hug and kiss, he's like, it's my turn. He'll like come. I'm like, oh my gosh, Robbie. <laughs> <sighs> I love them. I love oh, the youngest. The they're, they're the best. It is. It's oh my so gosh. Fun. It's yeah. so, fun. so fun. Okay. So you've been married how many years? 
Uh, 18 years. And your husband, so going back to where he's from, I saw a picture of your family. I mean, you are very light skinned, blonde, beautiful hair. (laughs) He is like super tan look. Uh, He's so dark, this black, almost black hair. So your children are like a little mixes of... They're a really good mix. Most of them look like my husband, to be honest, but they're a good mix of... There's like the twins, one light, one dark. It's really funny. And then, you know, most of my kids have... All of them have the incredible skin because of him, but oh there's some gosh. that are darker than others. But yeah, it's awesome to have those genes. Oh my gosh, I love They're it. They're so lucky. I love <laughs> it. Okay, now tell me about how this journaling thing started. Like okay. it's so amazing, but I, I, I can't give too much. I want you to <laughs> tell us. Okay, well, my the journal business, Remarkable Journals, came about because I struggled with an eating disorder through six of my seven kids. Oh my so, goodness. Until Grace was born, who's my sixth, that is when I finally was able to recover. I had tried everything. It began at BYU and continued all the way through my sixth child. And the breaking point came when I had her right after having twins, and my my body just basically shut down, and I developed a really bad thyroid problem. And it took away all my tools, right, which is a blessing in disguise. Felt like a death sentence, but was a blessing in disguise. And I realized, okay, if nothing else has worked, like, what do I do? Like, what do I start with? And I, for, I was thinking about it as I drove up here. I'm like, what actually, how did that thought come into my mind? But it did, and I had remembered a talk I had listened to of someone I really respect, and it was about gratitude and how he had written down five things he was grateful for every evening. And so I thought, okay, well, if he, if he does that, yeah. and he is someone I look up to, and I need to figure out who Lara Solerzano is, because I was so focused on what I wasn't, which was what played into my disorder, right? right? And into these mind thoughts that didn't serve me. And so I was like, well, I need to figure out who I am. We'll start there. So if he does that every night, I better do it every morning and night. So I just started five things I was grateful for every morning, five things I was grateful for every night. That's the only thing I changed. And for the first two or three months, it was all about everyone around me and outside of me. It wasn't internal. Interesting, yeah. It was my husband, my kids, my parents, my family, my friends. It was everything external. But the beautiful thing was that I didn't stop. I just kept going. And, you know, I love to look back at that journal and see the progression of it because over two and three and four months' time, I started to turn inward and focus on my strengths and my talents. And that was the beginning of my complete recovery. Like, you know, I had doctors tell me, you'll never recover. You'll always struggle with this. And that is absolutely not true because we are creatures of change. We can change ourselves. And it was learning that I wasn't this broken person. I just had some thoughts that weren't serving me. And if I could rewrite my story, I could rewrite my life. And so I did that with, with gratitude. That was the so beginning. when you're writing these five things, so if, if we're wanting to start this, like, is it just like a word? Is it just like my car? Or are you writing sentence? Are you writing paragraphs? Yeah. Like how detailed are, were you well, in the beginning? Well, for me, it was simple. Okay. I mean, I was a mother of six little kids under the age of like seven or eight. I was drowning, but it was a non-negotiable for me. And so they weren't like these long, elaborate things. It was like, I'm so grateful that, you know, McKay gave me a hug or like little, th- I was just trying to find anything, but... Okay. My favorite quote, favorite, 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 is what you focus on grows. So the more that I saw all that good, the more I focused on it and saw it. And then when I started to turn inward and I saw the good in myself, the more it grew. The opposite is what I was living in for 16 years. I was focused on what I wasn't, and so that is what I experienced. And that experience grew and grew too. So it works both ways, but it was this beautiful thing that as I 
focused on the good, even if it was simple, then yeah. I went out to see it. You know, like when you want to buy a new car and you like don't think anybody has that car, and then you buy the car and w- drive around, and you're like, everybody <laughs> has this is car. in the same white right? suburban yeah. or whatever it's it is. because <laughs> you're focused on it, right. whereas before you would have never noticed it. Yeah. So it, that, that, you know, tool, that rule applies. Oh, I, mean, I love it. It's just physics. Like it's yeah, I love that. I, so I am, too, I'm very positive, and I get that a lot. Like, why are you so positive? Like, why yeah. are you so outgoing? And I'm like, I can easily sit down and tell you a yeah. hundred awful horrible crappy things that happened Absolutely. in my day but I'm like why dwell on that like well, I can't do no one wants to listen to that <laughs> yeah. I like why dwell on that like I you have to live more positively yes. you're focusing on the positive more positive stuff yeah. will come oh I yeah. love that and you live a more vibrant life yes you know absolutely. you attract more vibrancy you put out more vibrancy you excel in your life like all good things, and you can you know? see it like once you start focusing on it you can go that person or that situation or yeah. that whatever no thank you Absolutely. like you can yes it's yeah so you started the journal and it's called what again journal it's called remarkable journals Remar- but this the first one i started it's actually a really cool story if you don't mind me no absolutely you. please i after campbell was born i felt really strongly like i needed to share my story which was very scary for me because like i said i had grown up in our town in arizona everybody knew me and i I didn't want to be that vulnerable, you know, but yeah. I could not sleep <laughs> for months. So I finally opened up and talked about it. And that was the coolest experience because it taught me that we are all vulnerable, that we're all broken, yeah. like in some way. We're just human, not yeah. broken, but human. Like we come here with, you know, issues and problems on purpose so that we can become better. And all these women opened up about their same similar struggles yeah. to mine. I was not alone. I thought I was this lone unicorn. Right. And I was not. And so it was this really healing process for me. And in the process of opening up, I started to speak around the country to groups everywhere because I would just go anywhere and talk about it. I was like, if I can help anyone, I just feel so blessed that I was able to recover. And through that process, I started to work with clients one-on-one. And I would email them these pages, that I, the tools that I had used over, those last, uh, over the two years of recovering. And they were specific curated tools that helped me rewire my brain, right? That's awesome. Beginning with gratitude, but there were other tools in there too. And my husband, who's an entrepreneur, was like, you have a gratitude journal here. And I'm like, no, it's fine. Like, I email them to them. He's like, but they bring them in like in binders. Like, they keep telling you how much they love this. Oh, my gosh. He's like, you need to do something. Well, I had seven little kids, and I'm working with clients. And I was like, it's fine. I'll just keep emailing them. So one day I'm in my office with a client and the doorbell rings and I go to the door and there's 500 journals at my oh, front door. Oh, your husband did my that. My husband oh printed my them. Oh my gosh, I love Is it. Is that not amazing? Oh my gosh. Yeah. He was inspired to get he your booty moving and doing and this. He is just <laughs> a go-getter and I am so grateful he oh. did that. And even then I was like, oh, that's cute, sweetheart, but I don't have 500 clients. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened was one of my really good friends, Mallory, who had a you know, she has an Instagram account, Classy Clutter, and lots of followers. Her sister passed away. She came over, and I'm like, hey, I have all these journals. You should try this. And not even thinking about it, like a month later, she got on and said, this has changed my life. And she oh wasn't struggling gosh. with disordered eating. It opened my mind to the fact that it helps every struggle. Yeah. That these tools help every struggle. And from there, it was like it catapulted me into this business that I now have because my goodness. of that. It's a crazy story, but it's an awesome story. That my kids helped me create the children's gratitude journal and then last year we launched a grief journal and a life journal zero to 18 years for moms to fill out simple things that they love about their kids throughout their life and then a becoming journal which is a spiritual spiritually based strength oh my journal. gosh i love that 
Yeah. So you were in Arizona. We were in Arizona at the time. When okay. We did all that. And yeah. you did all of this. So you just moved it here and you're yeah. still, oh my gosh. We launched the new lines here okay. in Utah, which okay. that's been one of the huge gifts, right? Is that I came here and my eyes were like, oh, open. Like, oh, there's so much here that I, yeah. there's so much here that I can learn from and get help from. And the people have been so amazing and just so many gifts that way that that's how I was able to launch journals that I've had in my mind for years, but yeah. didn't have like the tools yet okay. to do it all. So, so are you still seeing clients here in Utah? Yeah, Can I do. you So do you do Zoom? Do you want to like face-to-face? Usually one-on-one on one because okay. if you're in a position where you're severe enough, you need to be with me. Like I like to be one-on-one, -on -one, but I do have online coaching that's available. And I just kind of vet through, you know, because I am a busy mom of seven and running my business, like I take on a certain amount of clients and because I, I want to give them 100%. Right, right. So there are a few that I have online because they're not able to travel to me they live in another state and so we do that through zoom but if they're nearby i love to be in person because i i just love oh to connect goodness. with them and love them so that is awesome good. and so have you had any like how has this affected your children because they knew you and saw you with an yeah. eating disorder yeah. if they registered it or not like yeah. you're a completely different person yeah by li like how have yeah. they how have you seen the change in them seeing well, you i'm hoping i don't get emotional with that question but I was always positive and I was always trying to be fun. I mean, it's just my natural personality. But I think the best thing is that I've been able to tell my kids that nobody's perfect and their mom isn't perfect either. And that if I can get through hard challenges, they can too. I think the example of me being vulnerable and raw, especially with my teenagers, as I've watched my high schoolers go through high school, I've had so many conversations with them where I'm like, listen, this is, it's okay. You're going to go through things like this and you're going to make mistakes. And look, your mom went through that too. Like, yeah. and, and we can rewire and we can make whatever we want to believe in ourselves a reality. Like, I think that's the best thing I learned. I'm so grateful that I went through it. It was a very challenging <laughs> trial, you know, for 16 years, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. So you didn't have any of those issues as a teenager. It was after you got married and started having children. Well, no. I So I grew up overweight and was that perfectionistic like personality where I was like, okay, check off all the boxes, all okay. the to-do, got to be perfect and everything. And there was that one box, you know, where it was like, but I'm not skinny. And so I dwelt on that so much that when I finally got to BYU, it was like, okay, now you have to check off that box, you know. I was in music performance. I had all these other talents I didn't even see them because I was so focused on my body yeah. right so it was it, it was I lost the weight the right way then couldn't because it was from the wrong uh, avenue it right. was my mind was not in the right place my heart was not in the right place it just spun out of control because I couldn't control this hatred right there's you, c you cannot do anything for yourself out of disdain for yourself or hate for yourself so it started at BYU, and then I thought, when I got married, it'll get better. When I have a kid, it will be better. When I have a second kid, it will be better, you know? Yeah. And just progressively, and I was always trying. So, you know, it wasn't like I was not giving it 100%, but I, whenever I would go and talk to someone, and I think this is really important for anyone who struggles with, with anything that they feel like they can't overcome, I just heard from so many therapists like, well, you just got to do this more and more, or you just got to, we'll fix you somehow. It, I felt so broken, and I, I always left feeling like I was a problem. And yeah. so the way that I approach it now and the way that I approached my recovery is, no, you're amazing. You are innately remarkable. That's why we, the first journal we came out was Remarkable Now, so that you knew you are remarkable now even 
because of your inadequacies, because of this. It's, it's it makes you are. unique and yeah. yeah, special, right? And we can fix this. Yeah. Like all, all we have to do is rewire some beliefs about ourselves and we can fix this. You are not broken forever. And I think that's what maybe sets me apart a little bit differently in my success with my clients is because they come to me feeling like heard and understand and seen and that they're not broken, you know? Oh my gosh. So, so can people just buy the journal or do they have oh, to always. get, so they can, no. they can yeah. do a session with you or have that one-on-one -on -one with you, but they yeah. can just get a journal? Oh, absolutely. The journal company is separate. Okay. Um, I give all my clients a journal because okay. I want them to use the gratitude journal. Okay. Um, but that's separate. You can go on to my shop and, and get them. Well, and you gave me some, which I so, yeah. so appreciate. Yeah. I can't wait to, because I, I journal all the time. Oh, I love, I do. I love oh, it. I That's exciting. Yeah. So you I, and it. I, lo so each of my kids, when I, when they were born has their own journal of like when they would, you know, slept through the night or whatever, yeah. like they sat up or okay, when they start incredible. talking or like just funny little talent. things. So I have all that. It's not great. Like, I don't think even Robbie has one actually. Now yeah. that I'm saying this out loud. I think all my kids, well, all poor guys. the moms I talked to were like, I was really good on the first or second. Yes, and then I lost. And I'm like, busy. I wasn't even really good on the first. So you're all ahead of the game for me but, but yeah I love, I love it so I do the index journaling where I write like a sentence of the day so oh, it could I be like, like a championship basketball game or whatever or it could be something small and simple but yes I love I love, I love going back and sharing that with yeah. the kids or just reading it myself so I know yeah. the importance of that so I can't wait to dive into these that. oh my gosh yeah. it'll be so fun so how has it been to juggle being a mom and being an entrepreneur like having yeah. this business um, I've learned some valuable lessons. In fact, I'm speaking to two groups in the next two months about this exact topic because I'm super passionate about what you just asked me because for years, I mean, it's been maybe five years that I've been doing this. For the first three, I was trying to do it like everyone else. So I was like, okay, well, that's how that person does it and I better do it that way. But it never aligned with me being a mother of seven. Like, yeah. And so then instead of me being productive, I just felt guilty all the time because I literally could not do it that way. It yeah. was like physically impossible <laughs> to do it that way. So then I would beat myself up because I wanted to put my family first and then I'd feel guilty about it. So it was this awful like yin and yang pulled back and forth. When we moved to Utah, I felt very strongly to step away from my business. I let the orders just come in you know, organically, but I didn't work with affiliates. I stopped posting. I stepped back from social media. I took like nine or 10 months completely off. I knew that I had to be focused on my kids and that that was my number one thing. And about after nine or 10 months, I felt really strongly, okay, it's time to go back. And during that time, what I learned was I'll do it the way that I will do it. I'll listen and I'll follow the way I feel I should do it and then it'll be the right way. Like I just felt so strongly that, that that if I put my family first and that was my priority and that doesn't mean it has to be everyone's, but if you put your first priorities first, yeah. everything else falls into place. And it was crazy because I only came back six months ago and it's just been like wildfire. It's just thing after thing after thing and I'm not sacrificing myself anymore or my ideals or my, you know, foundational principles i am putting that first and then the rest falls in so it just well, if you the listen perfect time that we need it like yes with all this pandemic yes. everyone has a story of how difficult and hard and yeah. whatever how it's affected them yeah like everyone can say a negative thing that's happened to them absolutely they all need this they yeah. all every that's why i'm not yeah. surprised that it's gone wildfire like of course it would be well i would hope so i mean it is kind of a tough sell sometimes you're like i promise you you need gratitude <laughs> like, <laughs> but i will say there's also 
power in being a woman that we take for granted. And I think sometimes we focus on how we might be up against a wall because we're a woman in business. And I think completely different. I think yeah. that we have amazing superpowers <coughs> as women in business. And that if we focus on that, we can do incredible things. So I think, Gosh. you know, you listen to your gut and you go for it. Yes, I love you that. Have we have amazing gifts, yeah. and also we don't have to do it a man's way. That doesn't mean it's bad, but we can do it a woman's way and be very successful, yeah. even more in some lots of ways because of the reach that we can have through the innate gifts we have. Yeah. So, Which is awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay, to talk more about your family life and children, okay. can you share an inspiring mom moment with us? An inspiring mom moment. Um, oh, there's a lot, I guess, that are like little... I'm trying to the think little of nuggets. <laughs> well, I would say um, one of them was that my daughter, who really struggles with anxiety recently and over the past year, who's in high school, she um, we found a, an amazing therapist for her, and she went to go meet with her, and the therapist was like, "And I ha always recommend this journal to everyone I work with," and she. <laughs> She had she your journal. My journal. Oh, and she's like, "Do you know about remarkable journals?" And my daughter was like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But that wasn't the part. The part was that she came home and was like, Mom, you're right. I should write in your journal. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, right? Like it took another <laughs> love it. testament that she needed to do it. But that was the part. It wasn't even that the therapist used it, although that was super exciting. That was very exciting. But it yes. was that she came home and was like, You're right, Mom, I should. I should and now do that. she she really does see a massive difference in her anxiety when she's writing in it and when she isn't. And oh my so gosh. that was cool to have that, that is cool. You know, it's, that was inspiring to me as a mom. Oh my so. gosh. And I bet it's inspiring for like an older child to be like, oh actually this is a really Especially good when thing. they're a teenager. And then the little kids <laughs> are like, oh if so and so's doing it then yeah. it must be cool. Yeah. You know my little kids turns out they like to listen to you still. Yeah. You know? And then when they turn 15 they're like oh mom you don't know what you're talking about like oh my gosh they're I am so, so much mature than and us. I know everything <laughs> and I my kids are so fun but they do have the, I remember being that way so I'm patient with it but oh my gosh it was good to have and then because of that my son was like yeah maybe I should keep right in mind too like it was like a domino effect yes. so it was cool that yeah. is awesome do you do some kind of like a, a family like, like with the individual journal, like, do you have like a family thing, like where you're all meeting together and everyone contributes into something where that day collectively? We don't, but that's a really fabulous idea. I kind of, yeah, I was just yeah. kind of thinking, like, so we, we don't do that in my family, but we kind of, well, we get together often. We have like family councils and yeah. meetings and, yeah. and what have you, but we do like a family goal and if like, like we have like a family theme or yeah. whatever, but I'm like, why not like I love that idea we, like say a prayer yeah. for dinner or whatever yeah. or like maybe it's just Sunday sometimes whenever it yeah. could work out but like talk about like what is that one thing for today that collectively yeah. we do that every morning after scriptures we do three great everyone says three things they're grateful for and always my older kids that are so tired are like socks water <laughs> school it's actually kind of funny but then when we don't do it Campbell will be like you guys forgot your gratefuls like if they start leaving <laughs> oh, the house that. So, but I like the idea of putting it together as a family gratitude. Uh, like, that's a really great idea. There's a lot of really good ideas that I want to Well, and them. I thought you only had the gratitude yeah. journal. I didn't even know you had the other ones, which yeah. I think is so needed and wonderful. Yeah, oh I gosh. hope so. I mean, I think they're incredibly powerful, but I think it takes experience for people to really, you know, I, in fact, I spoke to a, the drill team at, at Spanish Fork High School a couple months ago, and somebody donated a journal to each one of them. Oh, wow. And 
then I asked them, I'm like, can you give me your feedback? And it was incredible to see that each of these girls, they are really popular, beautiful, successful girls who most of the other girls in high school are probably wishing they were, how each one of them felt like they weren't enough, compared themselves to everyone else, and all of their testimonials were like, this journal has made me really see how great I am and that I do have a lot and to stop comparing to everybody. And it was the same story again and again. And these are the girls that when I was in high school, I would have loved to be. (laughs) So, and that many people are comparing themselves to. And it just is really eye-opening to see like, we're all feeling that way. It's a universal feeling. So what can we do to focus on our strengths? Because if our kids and and us as parents do not know our innate gifts and strengths, then we're just stuck. And the pressures of life can literally just do us in. You know, so it's a powerful, powerful tool oh once gosh. you really well, I'm so implement thankful it. that you're able to do that. Okay, yeah. I'm going to end with uh, something, a this or that game. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> so we've never done it, and I was, like, just driving. I got here a little early because all my kids are home, and I was just like, please let me out. Please, everyone, <laughs> like, do your homework while mom's gone for a couple hours. Ah! Anyways, this thing popped up, and I was like, oh, this would be so fun. And so I found a really fun, a winter, this okay. or that. So you have, like, a second day. I just need to, the top, quick, the, the first the thing quick, that comes the, to my mind. Yes, the quick thing. Okay. So I will say two things and Do you moms tell me. have minds that work this fast? <laughs> okay, we have three or four <laughs> seconds. How about that? Can you give me How many children you have children? is more seconds you have. <laughs> right. Okay, so winter, this or that. Okay. Soup or chili? Uh, chili. Blanket or slippers? Ooh. Blanket. <laughs> Ice skating or sledding? Sledding. Peppermint or caramel? Peppermint. Hot chocolate, apple cider. I don't like either. Is that Ooh. weird? I know. I'm a weirdo. Ooh, that is like... weird. We're going to have to come back to I that. Know, okay, so it's pause odd. to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> snowman or snow angel? Oh, snow angel. Cozy scarf or cozy socks? Uh, cozy socks. Snowboard or snowshoes? Snowshoes. Sugar cookies or gingerbread? Gingerbread. Ice hockey or snowball fight? Snowball fight. Game night or movie night? Oh, movie night. Ooh, I'm like, circle both. <laughs> I know. I would circle both. Pajamas or sweater? Oh, pajamas. And I would say pajamas are like are sweats like sweater. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the same thing. Yeah. Um, gloves or mittens? Gloves. Nice. Well, okay. Well, maybe mittens. No. Well, First thing that comes to your mind, Love Laura. Love Louise mittens. <laughs> okay. Let's go back. No hot chocolate or apple cider? I know. I am a weirdo that way. I don't know. Do you like chocolate? Yeah. Or do you like apple juice? So Just I'm, not warm? <laughs> I, don't like al- I don't like juice. Okay. Oh, that is no weird. Juice. Is that so weird? That's so weird. I know. But here I am. I drink Diet Mountain Dew on the regular, so I'm not sure. <laughs> That's like a I'm juice. I'm definitely not a saint. <laughs> there like is that. orange juice in Mountain Dew. <laughs> I know. So there you go. There's your juice. So it's just very unhealthy for me. I like the very unhealthy things. (laughs) So no chocolate at all or just hot chocolate? I like chocolate, but I've never liked hot chocolate because I'd rather eat it than sip it. You'd rather chew it than drink it, drink your calories, like it. And COVID last year, my taste buds changed and I can't taste chocolate anymore. Oh, that's, I'm so so sorry. I'm obsessed with, um, oh, cinnamon. Oh dear. Why did it just. Those little cinnamon bears? No, the hot tamales. Oh, hot tamales, hot tamales are good. Yes. I don't know what has happened, but that was a massive shift from chocolate to hot tamales. And now Weir- COVID is the weirdest. It has messed with so many. Yeah. A lot of people like that. They were diehard Dr. Pepper. They're like, I can't yeah. even smell it. And that makes yeah. me gag. And I'm like, oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's the most so bizarre weird. thing. Yeah. So 
funny little tidbit about hot tamales. <laughs> Maybe you knew this. I like I literally know. figured this out last summer on a road trip. Okay, now I really want to know. I was sucking it after that coating, that hard shell. Do you know it's a clear no. candy? Oh my! Do you think I ever you know took that? time she to suck that. on it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever take time. I know. I usually chew them too. But I was in. like, I think I even bit it. I was like making a video. And I had her like, I can't even remember. But I was like. What the okay, heck? I and then I put that. it back and I was stuck. I was like, it is clear. All my kids were like, duh, mom. Like Rachel's like, duh, of course it's clear. I'm like, I had no. So now next no time. Now I'm going to And next time you guys out. eat your tamales. I still <laughs> totally don't know. My side, patience weird, is weird very thing. low for like <laughs> sucking on it. So. I know. I know. You we'll just got to. Ch- oh, I do like hot tamale. Oh my gosh. Anyways. Laura, thank you so much for coming You're and welcome. sharing and giving Thanks me some journals. Me. Yeah. I can't wait to use them. And I, I just appreciate you and all yeah, you've done. So course. good luck with everything thank in the you. future. Thank you so much for having me.